Hello and welcome to the Everyday Adventure Podcast. My name is Nikki Bass and I will be bringing you thoughts and ideas and hopefully some inspiration on how to build more adventure into your everyday life. So at the time of recording this episode of the podcast, we were probably about six weeks into lockdown here in the UK. And I don't know about you, but it has taken quite a bit of mental gymnastics to think about how I work in the usual adventures that I go on um, and some of the fitness that I enjoy doing uh, and build that into a new routine, work it around having small children um, and all the other sort of responsibilities and, and restraints that have been placed on us. So for this reason, I'm really delighted to welcome Liz Lowe um, to the podcast today. Liz is someone I've known for a, a while, but actually it's been through following her story and her adventures on social media that I've become really inspired. She's been out wild swimming. She's been doing triathlons um, whilst juggling that with having two young children, being a freelance journalist, all this other stuff going on. And as this program is really all about actually how we, we fit adventure into our normal routines and daily lives, I just thought it was a really good opportunity to explore that a little bit more with Liz. So I guess the yeah. first question really, Liz, is just how did you get started? I know you moved to Bath a few years ago from London, so I'm guessing that must have been pretty much a, quite a big change in lifestyle then. Yeah, so hello everybody. My fitness adventure, if you like, um, goes back a long way and I have always loved fitness, but for years and years it really revolved around gym classes and you know, trudging on a treadmill or getting to a, a yoga class or a spin class or whatever. And it's really in the last few years that I've started to exercise outdoors more, which has been quite transformative for me. And also got into the more social side. So I've joined a couple of clubs, which again has been um, a really, really positive experience. And I also, I think in 2018, it would be that summer started doing a few events just really to put a bit of focus into it all because at the time, so my youngest is now four. So at the time he would have been about two and I was just sort of edging back into doing a bit more than, you know, just going out for a walk or doing a bit of yoga or whatever. Um, and so I was running a little bit and I thought, well, sprint triathlon isn't that much of a step up from doing a half an hour run. It was a bit of a step up actually, but um, <laughs> that was the theory. So it all kind of evolved out of a need to squeeze in fitness around family life, finding it difficult to make time to drive to the gym, get ready for the class, do the class, get back. And so running was on the doorstep. So that kind of worked. Cycling, the same thing. And it was really then just the swimming I had to address, which is why the events seem to make sense. <laughs> And that's really interesting because I think swimming is often the bit that people do think of as being quite challenging, particularly swimming outdoors. I mean, is, was that something you'd done much of? Was it? No, not at all. In fact, um, just a few years ago, I didn't know how to do front crawl. I assume I did learn wow. at some stage at school. So I really went from a couple of years ago to not being able to do 50 metres uh, front crawl to then swimming 7K front crawl. Actually, swimming was a big surprise it was the biggest surprise out of it all because I knew I liked running I knew I liked cycling and I thought okay I'll just get through the swim I'll just figure it out and in fact it was the swimming that I really came to love and I found an outdoor training venue called Bob Sturkey quite close to us so it's a big flooded quarry massive site and you can do a 750 meter swim loop and um, so I went down there with my husband it was quite terrifying getting into this massive body of open dark deep water um, but I actually loved it 
So I know one of the things that you did was to join a local wild swimming group. Could you tell us more, a bit more about that? How did you get started? I think initially because I wanted to join a triathlon club and I was just too scared. But this group of crazy women sort of stripping off by river beds, eating cake afterwards was a lot less intimidating. So that's how that started. <laughs> wow. And I think that, that is really interesting, isn't it? Because I think that thing about actually joining clubs and, and sort of getting out there, taking that first step can sometimes be the hardest part um, we're being um podcast bombed by small children at the moment which i think is inevitable in this situation <laughs> but i think that that is a real challenge actually that feeling of feeling mm. potentially intimidated when you go into somewhere new or where do i get started what even what do i wear in these sort of situations yeah. very alien i think and um it took me quite a long time to pluck up the courage to go to the first swim meet with these women and even as I was doing it, I was just thinking, this is such a mistake. And I very nearly turned around because yeah. I'd been following them. I'd looked at all these beautiful pictures on Instagram of wild swimming and it all looks very appealing on Instagram. And then I was in the car with a wetsuit half on at six in the morning and it was still dark and it's really cold. I mean, for some reason I decided to start in November. I don't know why. <laughs> so yeah, it did seem a bit crazy, but um, yeah, I think once you take the plunge and once you do things a few times, it then becomes uh, yeah, much easier and you realise it's enjoyable yeah I think I think like you said it's that I mean certainly I don't think would be alone in that feeling of what have I done it 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 doesn't look like it looks on Instagram and that thing of just finding a way to take the first step is really important and so you're now training for triathlon for the dark 10k I think you said so my two big goals this year was the bath half marathon which I did was the 15th of March so it was just right when the lockdown was kind of about to happen and a lot of big events were cancelled and the bath half didn't cancel but there was quite a lot of local opposition so I ended up actually running it virtually if you like um, oh wow I well I ran it solo I basically did it along canal paths and I'd sort of worked out the route so I ran the distance at the sort of on the same day um, but I didn't go down to the event I just didn't feel very comfortable about it and then the other thing I have going on this year is the Dart 10K, which um, I entered the ballot for, actually really quite hoping I wouldn't get it. Um, <laughs> I do that with the London Marathon every year. But I did get it, um, along with a few swim friends who I've been I trained for the 7K mm. with them last year. So it will be great. But obviously right now we're not swimming. So um. <laughs> Yeah, but, and I think that's, that's the difficult thing at the moment is actually trying to train or plan for events. I mean, I, you know, hats off to you for running the event anyway, because I think half the way you get around that things like half marathons and marathons having lots of people cheer you on. So doing it in isolation is a, is a real achievement. There are actually a few other people doing it. So we we're kind of, you know, waving at each other. <laughs> you're not totally alone with it all yeah but yeah I suppose sort of more broadly than that how how has sort of lockdown affected your both your training but also your ability to get out and and train and uh we are extremely fortunate um very fortunate in that we live in the country and so there are a load of running trails just right on our doorstep somebody knocking <laughs> And so it's very easy for me to get out and go for a run. Mm. Um, I normally see, I mean, if I go early, which I like to, I normally only see one or two people and it's very easy to stay away. So, um, so that works fine. Um, but obviously the rest of the rest of the stuff, you know, I'm not running with friends, which I used to do once a week. And I really love those mornings. Yeah. The triathlon stuff is all shut down, but we're all sort of on Strava. So there's a community and um, I do go out for a run and I'm conscious that it's going to be on Strava, which sometimes makes me run a little harder. And I've also been trying other stuff and quite enjoying that. I mean, there's so many free resources at the moment, mm -hmm. so many trials and things. So I've been doing a bit of pit stuff and yeah. 
the kids are quite used to seeing me kind of lunging around the kitchen while they're doing <laughs> just more of that really <laughs> brilliant so yeah it's finding ways to wake it and work I guess within the situation yeah it was just I guess interested in how that you were talking about the sense of community and how important that that's been for you and it sounds like both within the wild swimming and then doing the triathlon club and, and just having local friends who are out running as well yeah um, what what does that bring I guess for you what does it it's um it's really been yeah it's been quite amazing actually I mean I used to very much be a solo exerciser and I don't know if that's because I used to have quite a busy life busy social life and so mm. it was the time out whereas now it's really quite the opposite <laughs> social life is far quieter so I was quite hesitant about sort of joining the world swim group and then also about joining the tri club which is far less less chat to be fair <laughs> but it's brought so much actually and um, I'm on a whatsapp with um, the women I used to swim with and hopefully will swim with again and we really do share everything I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's this amazing sort of supportive community and kind of celebrating getting out there and doing anything at all really so a lot of support um, a bit of accountability I suppose a bit of motivation so mm-hmm. so what's been in a way that the biggest challenge that you faced around around sort of getting out and having whether it's the time for yourself or the adventures or um, trying new things what are the things the obstacles in a way that you've had to overcome in doing that do you think yeah, I think firstly, sort of trepidation um, in terms of joining a group and so sort of wanting to be part of this. Mm-hmm. I think it took me a full 12 months of wanting to join a triathlon club before I actually did. And I really, the sort of wild swimming was almost a stepping stone to that. And I then got the confidence after doing the 7K swim, I thought, okay, you can join a triathlon club. And in fact, it's been the most amazing, welcoming, inclusive supportive environment so there was no need I would really encourage anybody to to join one and then the other I mean tiredness tiredness for me and that sort of you know to get up for swim sessions I have to set the alarm clock for 5 45 and everything ready um or else you have to go out in the evening and I'm not very good in the evenings I'm a morning person so you know kind of battling tiredness at the end of a day and getting out there and doing it so I think for me um yeah just finding time, finding the energy, and then just getting prepared and mentally psyching yourself up to do it. Yeah, and I think that's probably something that a lot of people can relate to, this sort of, actually, how do I fit it into my day? And also that yeah. thing of, I'm just too exhausted at the end of it to be able to yeah. get out. I suppose then, I guess the question is sort of, what, what's your motivation in doing it, really? What, what, what is it that helps you get past that sense of, oh, actually, you know what, I just want to lie on the sofa and have a glass of wine. Not that you don't do it afterwards, but... I, I do do that as well. Um, yeah. I think the motivation is, I mean, I do genuinely enjoy exercise, so mm. that, that really helps. Um, but I think that's partly because I'm consistent with it, and so it really is kind of a foundation, and the rest of my life is so much better if I have that sort of foundation of moving, mm. and I aim to do that every day, even if it's a 10-minute yoga stretch and that's all that yeah. happens. Yeah, so I think that's the motivation. You know, I'm concerned about health and, you know, I think about staying healthy for the kids. We have kids quite old, so, you know, I want to make sure we're as healthy and active for as long as possible. Um, and also once you bring this sort of social side into it, you then don't want to let people down. And, you know, both the, the swim groups, it's normally a, a small group meeting up. Um, and the same for the triathlon club. It's actually quite a small club. And so you are slightly missed, I think, or I, I feel. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's an element of I don't want to let these people down. You know, people are showing up to train. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really interesting, actually, that sort of that sense of responsibility in a way that, you know, other people are turning up, so I should be there too. Also, I know, you know, if you stop exercising, if you don't do anything for a few days, it becomes a lot harder to go back. Very true. (laughs) 
So I think consistency for me has been, it's really key. No, I, I think that's fun, wonderful advice as well. I think because one of the hardest things I think can be sometimes getting started against once you stop. Um, but by having those other elements, I guess, having supportive people around you and, and being part of the group, that really helps. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I had a really, I wrote it down. I had a really great quote pop into my inbox today. Um, we first make our habits, then our habits make us. And I was thinking about that quite a bit today. But I love that. That is a brilliant quote. It's how you get those habits formed that's always a tricky bit. And then, yeah, yeah then you sometimes, you, you know, it's not wanting to let those go because actually you realise how important those are to you and, yeah. and your own well-being as well. I think kind of getting over the maternal guilt as well has been, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's sort of applies to a lot of people. And there have been times when I've gone out training sessions and I literally feel like I'm leaving a burning building, you know, just like those bond scenes where she walks away. from. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm very fortunate again in that my husband is, is very supportive. He's like, no, just go, just go. And the reality is you're not actually taking that much time. You're not really detracting that much from family life, but it does leave you able to put more back in, I think. So, yeah worth the guilt <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's something that probably a lot of people can relate to as well like when you have limited time too and it's yeah it, it's recognizing the importance of it in order to be able to to parent as well I think yeah. but it's but it's definitely is it's a, it's always a challenge that part you mentioned the the dark 10k so what are your sort of current goals and aims what would be like an ideal and an adventure that you'd really like to go on or to try and um, I'm really hoping, I thought I might do this this year, but probably not now, um, but I'm hoping to do a swim run and there's a company called Brecker who organise mm-hmm. uh, big swim runs and they are in just really beautiful locations like the Gower or Lake Coniston, I think there's one in Jersey and they do two distances, so the sprint, allegedly, distance <laughs> is sort of 20-ish kilometres mm. Lots of intervals, so sort of outdoor swimming, um, either lakes or sea, depending on where it is, and then trail running, basically. And so some of them are up to sort of nine different splits. And so that's one of my something I'd really like to try. (laughs) There's also a big swim around the Silly Isles, which I'd quite like to do. So I have those two things kind of in Mm. my uh, my mind. Definitely. Well, hopefully, yeah. Once the the situation changes a bit, then it's good to have things to plan for, though. At least. Um, So I think. Finally, my, my last question really is, is if you had one piece of advice, so somebody who's listening to the, the podcast or the show maybe and, and is thinking, actually, I would really like to give triathlon or swimming outside a go. And what advice would you give them? I'd say firstly, I mean, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, you know, certainly my experience of triathlon clubs and outdoor swimming groups are that they are so inclusive and so supportive. And there really is, you know, something for every level and it's yeah it's all very achievable and try and find a tribe if you can for me that really helps I think to find a group um and there are so many informal swimming groups and and so many triathlon clubs set up and they all seem to just have this lovely ethos as well I know quite a few around here and all very welcoming and then I think prioritizing it as well is yeah I know for me unless I have the exercise pretty much at the top of the list <laughs> it's very easy for that not to happen and it I always feel a little selfish doing it, but the reality is if you get up and do it quickly, it doesn't take that much time. Um, and you can sort of do it around the kids sometimes, Joe Wicks, for example. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I think that's, that's really important, actually, that thing of putting yourself at the top of the list, because I know it's something that, you know, certainly those with kids, but I think everybody struggles it with, with it to a certain extent, whether you've got the commitments of work or family, whatever it is, friends, that actually, you know, we end up sort of bending over backwards to to support Mm. other people but actually Mm. unless you're 
filled up with something you've got something for yourself in there actually that becomes more difficult anyway yeah and so. I think and I'm, I'm very lucky in that Ian you know we sort of sit there and well we used to now <laughs> kind of our diary checks have gone out the window too <laughs> same same um yeah. but we used to sort of sit there roughly talk about what was coming up mm. and put a plan in how we could get some exercise in during that week and so yeah so it's the planning as well that you've committed to something and you're going and that's sort of lodged in your mind then that yeah it's helped for me we have like I've got the coffee cup ready I've got all my swim gear right by the door unless I can kind of get up pull my clothes on grab the coffee and go it probably won't happen so planning is really fantastic that's brilliant thank you so much Liz for taking the time to speak to us today and at that point sadly we had to end the interview quite abruptly due to a sudden influx of small children but I really hope you enjoyed listening to the interview with Liz Um, so many things to think about in terms of how we get started on our own adventures that the fear that we all experience and the the sort of the trepidation that comes with trying something new but also how to prioritize that fitness that time for ourselves whatever it might be that actually gives us a sense of of who we are and something that we really enjoy doing that actually sometimes that needs to be elevated to the top of the to-do list rather than somewhere near the bottom to be knocked out the way by everyone else's needs once you do take that time for yourself that you can bring that back into the family into your day-to-day life um, and have more energy for everyone else's needs as a result so I really hope you enjoyed the interview and I'll be bringing you lots more in the weeks to come so please stay tuned I look forward to speaking to you soon bye